Episode 9, New England Sports Media Podcast features Dacia Smith, Boston.com, Boston Globe, and all kinds of basketball things as well as a freelancer. Uh, Dacia joins us for this episode to talk a little bit about Boston.com, her career, all kinds of stuff. And we're glad to have you on. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. I feel honored to be a part of this. I don't, I don't know about that, but we'll, we'll, we'll go with it. Thank you. We, we, we feel honored to have you is what we should be saying. But <laughs> all right, let's start, let's start uh, right now. Uh, what has your job at Boston.com kind of looked like over the past few months and, and, and has schools coming back and things like that maybe excited you about hopefully going to some more events? Yeah, I mean, definitely with COVID-19, there were a lot of shifts, you know, like, you know, there weren't as many sports. um, And so uh, we actually, the sports department, we actually got shifted to like general news assignments. So we were just really helping with uh, the COVID-19 coverage on top of, you know, whether it's sports coming back or the NBA bubble or, you know, the uncertainty at the time of whether football was going to be able to come back. Um, But yeah, and so, I mean, honestly, it was a challenge. Um, I'd never written about news at all. I'd never written just a general news story. And I was a little bit nervous because if you get the facts wrong in news, like that's literally information that people are getting. And so uh, I was a little bit nervous, but, um, you know, we just buckled down to the challenge. Um, But I miss sports events. I miss like high school hoops showcases. I miss like games. I miss like a lot of college basketball. And that was definitely something, you know, I had to check in with, you know, players that I know and sources, Um, you know, like I've checked in with like Terrence's family. I actually saw like uh, some of his, like uh, his mentor Dexter in Home Depot the other day, which was like the first time I'd ever seen like anyone from that kind of college basketball high school kind of uh, like atmosphere that 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 was the first time I'd seen them in person. and stuff. So it was definitely a challenge, but um, hopefully, you know, like college sports comes back and I can be back there on the court um, taking pictures and writing features and things like that. Um, But yeah. So like, take us through like your relationship with Terrence Clark. Like how did that start? Cause you guys seem pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when I, a few months into my job, um, when I'd first gotten hired, um, so I'm actually really good friends um, with this guy named Dave. Shout out to Dave's joint. Um, he's from New York and he uh, he is like the go-to guy for high school basketball, especially like grassroots basketball. And in New York City, that's huge. Um, and so Dave hit me up and he was like, hey, you know, like you're probably aware of this, but you know, like you guys have like a huge time um recruit in Boston and his name is Terrence Clark and I was like yeah like I've heard about him da 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 and Dave was like look like this is gonna be his year and like you should jump on that and I was like bet I will um and so I like to go through like the schools first like I'm not you know some people like DM players directly and all that kind of stuff but if I'm being honest with you high school basketball players will not answer your DMs. Like, you know, they're kind of low-key famous in their own way. And so um, I like to go through the schools and I like to go through, you know, like adults because, you know, they are, I don't want to say that they're kids, but I try to respect, you know, the people that are around them. And so I reached out to Brewster um, and uh, Coach Smith, Jason Smith. um, He responded like, yep, like, 
that's totally cool. Like if you want to talk to Terrence and this was in the summertime. So, you know, Terrence wasn't necessarily busy with school and whatnot. Um, so this is summer of 18 or summer of 19? This was summer of 2019. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So this was like just when I had started with, cause I graduated college from Mount Holyoke college in May okay. and I started working at boston.com in June. Um, and so literally like this was the first feature that I had pitched and I was like, how, how does the globe not have a story on like this literally like top recruit, right? That's, that's right. in you know, our own neighborhoods. And so, um, yeah, so I reached out to Brewster and they're like, yeah, like Terrence will like, like send you an email or whatever. And it was a couple days and I didn't hear back from them. And so I reached out to them again. And next thing you know, I, I get this email and it's like, like, uh, hello, Miss Smith. Like, I would love to like talk to you. And like, I would love to be a part of the story. Sincerely, Terrence. And I was like, what? And so. Um, yeah, there's definitely yeah. like a sense of innocence with a lot of these kids, right? Like, even if they have like 100,000 followers or 500,000 followers on Instagram, they still like have some sort of like innocence to them, which is kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, and we can definitely talk about that more, but that's definitely something that always kind of interests me is like how they carry themselves because I remember being in high school, right? And I wasn't famous or anything. And yet, right, like to have like, you know, 100,000 followers and to know that, you know, if you follow, like basically if you follow all the, the steps, you will, you know, probably go to the NBA, you know, or play overseas or something um but yeah and so to get that email i was like oh like he seems like a nice kid already although like no one calls me miss smith like i'm 23 years old um but yeah and so and you know he had his phone number so i i sent him a text and i always kind of joke with him but like sometimes terrence does not answer texts and so i i texted him and he was he didn't he didn't respond so i texted him again like something like pretty chill like hey you know like if you're down to do this story like you have to hit me back with like eyes emojis or something and he like responded like sorry like i think he was playing video games or something um and so then yeah and and then uh, i also got in contact with dexter who's terrence's mentor and you know dexter is a you know dexter really coordinates a lot of terrence's stuff you know whether it's interviews or workouts and things like that and so it was actually dexter that coordinated our like meeting um and so yeah i went to um his uh expressions elite who he plays for the aau team they were they had a practice right before they were going to leave for peach jam and so dexter was like yeah like you can you know like come to the practice and you can interview terrence afterwards and um the lead of the story that i wrote for the globe and boston.com is from that practice so you know, the original lead that I had wrote was like Terrence Clark can be heard before he's seen because as soon as I walked into the gym, I heard him like he was literally like challenging people on the court like, come on, like 1v1. And this was before the practice had even started. So uh, I kind of got an idea of like how he is um, and his personality. But yeah, I mean, honestly, like when it comes to, you know, like me and Terrence being cool or other players, a lot of it is just, you know, like, I'm young too. And so I just talk to them how I would talk to you guys, you know, and I try not to, you know, they have a lot of people that want things from them. And so I try to kind of make it clear, you know, I want to tell your story, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to gain a lot from you. You know, I'm not trying to take advantage of you. Um, and so, and, you know, Terrence and I are also from the same neighborhood. So that also helps. 
Um, but yeah, that's how we kind of start. That's kind of how we, you know, got to know each other more. Um, and, you know, he and his family really let me in as the story kind of progressed through my reporting. And I'm definitely grateful for that, for sure. Do you find that a lot of the bigger name high school players that you've covered, like a BJ Boston, for example, do they have a similar type of personality or some of them more low key than Terrence? Yeah, I mean, honestly, they're all different. Like, um, and, you know, like, I would say, you know, I, I try not to see them as like kids, right? So like, I try not to like expect them to be immature or to be like full of themselves, you know, or to, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Go for it. Yeah. Go for you know, it. Or, or like, you know, a lot of them to think like, yeah, like I'm the shit, you know, like I'm verified and whatnot. You know, I try not to have like expectations, but they're all different. You know, Terrence is so funny and 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 very like charismatic um and has a huge personality brandon's also really funny um you know but he is a little bit like more low-key and you know he kind of has a little bit of like a quieter side um unless he's really comfortable around you then you know he's definitely out there but they're all kind of different um they're all fun and they're all friends you know like the first time i met uh brandon was um at the sierra canyon game in LA I was just on vacation in LA and I was like let me pop by a Sierra Canyon game and uh, I requested to talk to him not necessarily for a story just because I wanted to you know just talk to him and kind of get you know myself out there and um, you know he was wearing like this pink this neon pink slam hoodie and I have the same hoodie so the first thing I said to him was like oh like you have like you know like really good style because I have the same hoodie and he was like oh like you have drip and like that that's literally like how we started talking you know um but yeah so they're, they're all kind of different in their own ways that's pretty I'd feel pretty good about myself <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sick <laughs> how much do you care about like it seems like you can I mean and I don't want to put words in my thoughts so I'm asking this question but it seems like you kind of are more into like the in-depth storytelling more so than like quick recruiting stuff is that kind of is that kind of like how you feel yeah features are definitely more of my thing for sure you know the recruiting stuff is 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 interesting but it's like you know I I have my own qualms I guess of you know basically taking like 16 17 year old and like projecting where they're gonna go or projecting this because you know we were all there when we were deciding colleges you know like that's not an easy decision and i couldn't imagine if you had to play but yeah i like features i like getting to know them i like you know revealing something that people might not know you know and um i like telling you know the kind of the beginning stages of their story you know like this is literally Terrence and Brandon and Aaliyah Boston and Shiotam before they, you know, really kind of, you know, before they make it, I guess, but in some ways they've already made it. Um, but I like kind of figuring that out, you know, is like, who are these kids and, you know, like where, where do they see themselves going? Um, but yeah, I like that way better than the recruiting stuff. When you, when you uh, are thinking about like, doing like the like the Brandon Boston profile for uh BR or or some of the stuff you did for Slam um how do you kind of balance that like with your full-time job like this podcast is talking a lot about people like how they kind of do do and be New England sports media so how do you kind of balance like being able to do your full-time job with also like pursuing your interests in other ways oh man you guys I did not get much sleep when I was doing all that stuff (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like it was a lot. I mean, it, it was a lot. I would, you know, I would for the for the uh, for the Brandon Boston profile, I'd wake up like 5 a.m. and write from 5 a.m. to 10. And then I would work for Boston.com 10 a.m. to 6. And then right after my work shift was over, I would work on that profile again. Um, and so I literally was working like, you know, 12 hour like work shifts, you know, plus having to balance, you're right, like all, you know, Boston sports and everything that's going on, four different sports teams, plus whatever Brandon's doing, you know, always checking up on his Instagram story, you know, and like I um, have a good relationship with his dad. And so, you know, like I would talk to his dad a lot. Um, it was definitely a challenge, but, you know, that, you know, but I would say, you know, even when we were back in the office and I was going to all the high school basketball showcases and stuff, you know, I had to balance it then. Like, you know, there were some events that I was going to simply off of, you know, my passion and off of my enjoyment and not necessarily an assignment. And so um, a lot of it was balancing, you know, work and then balancing, you know, what really interests me, which is, you know, high school basketball and features. Um, but it was a challenge, you know, I very much so had to, you know, like, plan out my days, like, okay, for this five hours, it's going to be about Brandon, then for this eight hours, it's about all Boston sports. And then, you know, from the time you go back to sleep, it's about Brandon again. So um, it was definitely tough. But that's what you do when, you know, when you love sports and you love writing, you know, <laughs> When you're writing a profile of that size, take me through your writing process. What do you focus on doing first? Do you outline the entire thing or do you just dive right into it? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm really weird. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I start off uh, when I'm thinking of a story, like when I'm thinking of a pitch, I literally start off by, I draw, like I like plan out like, I don't know. I, I'm a very like visual learner. So I like get an idea of like, I don't know, like colors and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so I get, you know, all these markers that I have and I just like plan out, you know, like my, I guess my own assumptions. So, you know, like um, for Brandon, for example, you know, I'd heard from Shy Odom that he's similar that, you know, Shy compared him to Batman. So, um, you know, I like, basically like drew this like Batman cartoon or whatever like in my like journal or whatever and I very much so was like okay you know he is mysterious in a way what's that about um you know he has a lot going on he does have a big platform you know does he actually like that does it stress him out at all you know he's about to go to Kentucky which has a really young roster you know does he feel that kind of pressure all that kind of stuff and so I kind of plan it out visually um, I think of headlines a little bit beforehand, but I try not to. Um, and then, you know, when it comes to questions, I just, I plan out a million questions. I think of everything I could possibly ask for, but in the interview, I don't look at them at all, which is so annoying, but you know, I just go into it kind of like what you guys do for this podcast, like a conversation. Um, and you know, I, I try to pay attention to, you know, little details and I, press them about, you know, describing certain moments, um, you know, and, you know, when, 
for example, like Brandon can be a little bit quieter. And so, you know, there were times when, you know, I would ask him something and he would either give like a one word answer or a one sentence. And I'm like, okay, like, tell me more. Like, you know, like I, I know you have more to say, so tell me or describe what this is like. And so that's kind of how I go into a profile is, you know, I just kind of think of, you know, I, I want the subject to tell me about themselves. I don't want to assume anything about them, but you know, when you are a, a public figure, people do have assumptions about you, you know, people, you know, and especially for high school basketball players, you know, they might assume, Oh, you know, these kids are just famous and, you know, they probably have an ego or something, but, um, and so that's kind of my writing process is I kind of get my own assumptions out of the way and then I open it up for like a conversation. Um, I'm curious when you do these profiles and you're thinking of looking at other sources, like beyond the, the person themselves, how do you find them and are they always really willing to talk? I, you know, something that kind of comes to mind, you mentioned his dad. Um, I, I immediately, I think of LeVar Ball and EJ Bates, right? And it seems like dads are, that the dads are oftentimes very involved, which they should be, it's their kid. Um, but I'm curious kind of how, how you leverage the opinions and the, the reporting on other sources and how many sources do you talk to about one of these high school kids? Yeah, um, that really depends. I would say, you know, for sources, Honestly, I sometimes look at their social media. So I see, you know, like who do, who do they hang out with? You know, for Brandon, I knew that his dad was a big part of his life because, you know, his dad is, is, is always on, you know, commenting on his Instagram and he has his own Instagram and, you know, he posts about Brandon a lot. So I knew that his dad was someone that, you know, I was, I was going to want to talk to, but, you know, for Terrence, for example, um, you know, Dexter, who, who is, you know, his kind of fatherly figure is more in the picture. So, you know, I, I would reach out to them. Sometimes it's tough. You know, I try to go through the school. So like to get Brandon's dad, I went through Sierra Canyon um, and they, you know, basically like uh, made this group chat basically and put me, uh, their media coordinator and Brandon's dad in the group chat. And so, you know, that was hella helpful. And that made my job so much easier because here, you know, I had his contact information immediately. Um, but yeah, I, you know, and, and sometimes I ask the the player themselves, I'm like, you know, like, you know, are you really close with your mom? Are you really close with your dad? Like who's influential um, in, the, in your life? Um, but definitely, you know, when it comes to the dads or the parents in general, yeah, you do low-key sometimes have a little bit of a LeVar ball fear. <laughs> Although, you know, LeVar is, you know, a complicated figure himself, and he is a big part of their lives, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, especially with the dads, you know, I, again, I try to put myself in their shoes. I'm really close with my dad, and my dad was my biggest critic when I was playing sports in high school and college. And so, you know, like I very much so know that if someone were to interview my dad, he'd have all sorts of hot takes and opinions and embarrassing stories, you know? And so I just kind of go about it like that, you know, it's like, obviously, you know, they're, they're parents and, you know, they sacrificed a lot, whether it's driving them to all these things or, you know, time and, you know, especially if they have other kids, you know, balancing attention and, 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 and things like that. But, 
you know, I've, I've, I very much so recognize that, you know, these are big parts of their lives. And so whether they're a LeVar Ball or they're Terrence's mom, who's so sweet, um, or they're, you know, like Brandon's dad, um, who's super cool, you know, I just think, okay, Daisha, like if someone were interviewing my parents, you know, they have big personalities themselves. So try to put yourself in their shoes and don't assume anything about them, you know? Uh, what about perspective? Go ahead. Yeah. And I mean, you have the parents' perspective, the coaches. Mm-hmm. What about you're going to some of these games, like like Jalen Murray, for example, and you run into like Lil Uzi. Like, how is what's the dynamic like there? Like, <laughs> you guys have done your research. Yeah, I was looking at the Instagram. I was like, oh, Lil Uzi. Like, what is he like? <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when I ran into Uzi, that was a total like coincidence. I mean, uh, last season, so I I knew that I wanted to completely immerse myself in the high school basketball circuit. Um, one, for my job, you know, I knew that I wanted to help with Boston.com's high school basketball coverage, but off of my own interests, you know. Um, and last season was a really unique time for high school basketball. You know, you have the Brewsters that are dominating. You know, you have the whole madness of Sierra Canyon, right? And so I, I made this calendar, this huge calendar, and I literally found every high school basketball event I could find. And I was like, Daisha, this season, you might have to drive to every state in New England and elsewhere, Connecticut, New York, in order to go to these events. Um, and I told my editor, Gary, that I was interested, you know, and he was like, yeah, you know, like apply for a credential, like do whatever you got to do. Um, and so I would just go like there was one time I went to two high school basketball events in the same day and I drove from like one part of Connecticut to the other part of Connecticut. Uh, but a lot of it is like knowing the players too. So like Jalen Murray, you know, he is really close to uh, a boogie with the hoodie uh, because Jalen's from New York. And so, or Juju is his nickname. Uh, he's from New York. And so he's really close to a boogie with the hoodie. He's really close to Uzi. He's in that sphere. And I knew that beforehand. And so when I was at the event and I heard whispers, you know, oh, you know, that might be, um, you know, Uzi and his crew or whatever. Um, and so I just kind of looked up and I was like, I was like, that person looks so familiar up there surrounded by like, all you know his his crew basically and then after the game i knew okay juju is close to you know uzi he does know them so you know if you want to get you know closer after the game go to him and so i went down there at the same time that uzi was walking onto the court going to like dap him up and so that's basically how it kind of happened um and i when i went to the battle at the apple showcase in new york you know i knew that uh juju's team was going to be there. Um, I knew that Terrence is really close to like Jalen Brown and things like that. And so, yeah, I just kind of was like, you know, there might be a possibility that their homies pull up and I've just gotten pretty lucky that that's been the case. <laughs> and I bring my camera too, um, to kind of document it. What about like in Boston, you, you also go to a lot of the college games, like the Harvard yeah. kids, the BCs of the world. Um, what strikes you about, like the Harvard basketball players, there's something like when I've talked to them, yeah. it's just the program is very like different, you know, like they have a lot of really highly ranked recruits coming out of high school, like top 100 kids that stay for four years and they're at Harvard. Like what strikes you about, about that team and those kids and, and why are you so kind of interested in them? I know I'm extremely interested in them too. 
Yeah, yeah. No, Harvard, especially last season, you know, I was just really, yeah, I've just, you know, I've always been impressed by how they are, like, post-game, you know, they actually really take the time during the press conferences to answer questions, and, you know, the coach, uh, Tommy Amaker, is super articulate, um, and he's the type, you know, there's, um, you know, he will remember your face, he will remember your name, he'll look you in the eye when he's answering questions, you know, and Harvard had a pretty good run. It, it sucked because, you know, COVID and stuff. But, um, but yeah. They, you did too. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but yeah, no. And, you know, like going to all those Harvard games and showing up and being consistent, like that was a big part of, you know, getting to know the players, getting to know, you know, all of the different media people. You know, I met Brett Hampton, the photographer at the Harvard game, and that, you know, eventually turned into me doing a story about him. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Harvard was just like a really fun team, you know, whether it was their personalities, um, you know, they were, you know, electric, especially last season, the way that they were playing. Um, you know, you have Brett Hampton behind the scenes doing all of their media stuff. And so their, you know, their, their game highlight videos would be lit and all that kind of stuff. And so it was just a really like special moment. Um, and it really sucked because of COVID that they didn't really get to, you know, have their run the way that they would have wanted to, you know. So you've done a lot of basketball. I know you do some other stuff. Are there any other sports or like that you think that have athletes you might be interested in profiling, especially at like the high school, like younger kids level? Yeah, lately I've been really into like football. Um, and I got to give credit to, you know, having to cover the Patriots games every single Sunday. Because um, now I'm like low key, like a football head too. Like I think, you know, football is so much fun. Um, and the Patriots are really, I feel like they're going to be really fun this season. And, and but uh, yeah, I'm really interested in like high school football. Like, I don't know if you guys watch like, you know, there's like Last Chance You and there's, you yeah, know, other, yeah, and like other kind of uh, shows like that. But, you know, I think like high school football players are also pretty fun, you know, and like they have their own types of personalities. You know, basketball, there's, you know, hoops culture and there's, you know, a lot that goes into it, whether it's, you know, them like high school basketball players, they love their mixtapes, they love their Instagram pics, they wear like really short shorts now, that's a whole thing. Um, and yeah, high school football is its own thing, you know, and like, I've definitely been really like interested in that. And um, yeah, I would love to do a profile on like a, a high school football player or a program. Um, you know, Friday Night Lights, I've read the book, huge fan of the show. Um, you know, it would be really cool to go into like a small town or even, you know, a small town here in Massachusetts, right? And like, kind of like, you know, I give you a, Can I give you a suggestion? <laughs> sure. So we, Liam and I always talk about Everett High School. Yeah. It's just like, as you know, but like, I would love a Dacia Smith story behind the scenes of the Everett football program because they're different. They got like, like 20 d1 kids a year like kids going to michigan and like that doesn't happen in new england anywhere yeah i know yeah no everett is definitely really really interesting also like high, the high, high school football culture and like east boston is like also really different um you know and also i think being from boston and growing up in massachusetts you know that helps a lot you know i know the areas 
I know, you know, people that went to, you know, Everett High School and all sorts of high schools. And so I'm a little bit familiar with like the vibes. Yeah. Honestly, that's a big part of my reporting is the vibes. Like I'm a huge vibe person. And so when I look for anecdotes and interviews, I just really pay attention to the vibes. But yeah, no, I mean, that would be lit. Maybe I'll like pitch something like that. But and especially, you know, and you also have to think about timing. That's also right. a huge part of journalism. And right now, you know, there isn't necessarily, you know, there's uncertainty about a high school basketball season, right? But, you know, there could, you know, there's in certain districts, there's going to be, you know, high school football practices, you know, and they're thinking about, you know, having like a floating season, fall two or whatever. So high school football could come back in the spring. And so, yeah, it could be good timing to like get the reporting now and then, you know, you get all your anecdotes and you see how the season goes and then you drop it and people are like, oh, you know, this is cool timing or whatever. What about, so you've been in Boston for like, you were born here, you went to college, you went to Mount Holyoke, which, which, you know, which is not in Boston, but yeah. in New England. Um, yeah. And, you know, fairly, fairly close. And I know you've done some stuff in New York. You said you went to vacation LA. Are there any cities that you'd like to like eventually in your career live and work in? question or are you like boston is me like i'm here forever <laughs> um i mean honestly i love boston um obviously i'm a you know new england sports fan i always i didn't really have a choice growing up you know um and you know i would always love to continue to tell the stories of my city um but you know like california i mean you know if we're thinking as far as like high school basketball and all that kind of stuff. You know, the West Coast is on a different type of wave um, and they're pretty fun. Um, I also think like the South really interests me and, you know, especially being a person of color, you know, football um, in the South is huge, um, you know, and I would love to maybe dive a little bit deeper into my own Southern roots. My family's from Georgia. So like, it would be really cool to like, go down there, um, you know, and like maybe do something like that. But I'm the type of person like wherever the wind blows, I guess, you know, I love Boston. I love New York, especially in the summertime. Uh, the grassroots basketball scene in New York is different, different. And Boston, we need to get on that wave because in New York City, like you go to Dykeman and stuff, like it's literally a movie. Like, um, and so that would be really yeah, fun. Literally, Kyrie Irving. No, literally, <laughs> like um you know and uh and LA is also really cool um you know and Sierra Canyon is its own madness and they'll always be really interesting especially with Bronny and stuff still there um but honestly it's really just kind of where the wind blows I kind of chase the story and I my personal life and my personal interests kind of like shift according to that um mm -hmm. you know like I went to LA on vacation not necessarily for a story, but you know, my passion is, is basketball. So I was like, I'm in California. They're literally playing. Let me, you know, drive up to, or, you know, take the rental car or whatever. I was actually with Nicole, Nicole Yang and I were on vacation together in LA. Um, I couldn't even drive. I don't even know why I was saying that. Cause I can't uh, rent a car. <laughs> I'm not old enough. So she drove all the way up to uh, Sierra Canyon. And I was like, you know, like this could be a story in the future. And I wouldn't have known that months later, I'd do a profile on Shy, And then months, months later, I'd do a profile on Brandon. So yeah, I just kind of like go where the wind blows. And 
find stories wherever I can find them. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. Like that's some that's some shit that we would do on vacation too. Like I right? love that. Roman yeah. Catholic in Philly. We went to a game. Jalen Duran, Justice, whatever Williams, freshman yeah. year. Never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so dope. And like again, like and that also keeps the job fun. You know, like you know, I, I when I went to the Sierra Canyon game, LeBron was there, D Wade was there, right? right. Like, and it, it was an exhibition game. Like their season hadn't even started, you know. And here I was, like, you know, I said, you know, I got, I was around Bronny, I saw him in person, all that kind of stuff, and it just kept it fun, you know. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's just so much more enjoyable when like you're working, but it doesn't necessarily feel like you're working. You know? Yeah, like that Hoopal scene, that was crazy. Like, I mean, I was there too, obviously. Exactly. Like, yeah. like when LeBron walked in, like people were like losing it, you know? Exactly. And then know? that dude tweeted that Springfield was five minutes away from Boston, which is just like the worst take of all time. Right, right. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But again, like when you're from New England, right? Like, you know those little things. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like when I saw Still that- trying to figure out if he flew or drove there. Do you know? I don't know. I heard that he flew, but I don't. I I honestly think that they might have just driven. But yeah, then again, he, he's LeBron, so maybe yeah, he they could put him in a private plane or, I don't know. or helicopter or whatever. <laughs> right, but yeah, no, right, and like Hoopal was so much fun, and you know, Greg. But like, I was on the court taking pictures, yeah. and you know, even the kind of the like observational scene about Brownie that I wrote yeah. afterwards, like. That was all with no notes. That was literally me and what was in my head and right. you know, having more of a visual eye, which is where the photography comes in. Um, but it was so much fun. Like I was having a great time. You know, my family watched the game. You know, they saw me on the ESPN <laughs> That's cool. thing a little bit. Yeah, like it was a great time. And, you know, and I personally write so much better when it's fueled by passion and when it doesn't feel like, you know, I'm in school again, writing an, an essay, mm -hmm. right? You know, I write off of passion. I'm fueled off of passion. And so, um, you know, it just makes it so much more enjoyable, I would say. Fuel off passion. That's a very good way to look at it. I like that. I feel like that should be like a, I feel like that should be like a tattoo or something. <laughs> <laughs> or like an Instagram bio. Maybe that's more the safer way to go. But, uh, <laughs> Nah, yeah, it was great. Great having you on here. DaciaSmithBoston.com, Boston Globe, and basketball all over the country. Thanks. Maybe Thanks. all over the yeah. world someday. Who knows? Maybe you'll go do the next Luka Doncic over somewhere. I mean, you never know. I mean, that's another thing, too. Like, you know, I, I went to a Chinese immersion high school, so I speak Mandarin, and, you know, China, uh, basketball is huge in China. Yeah. So maybe I'll do, like, a China, I don't know, basketball yeah. Hopefully, I mean, knock on wood, hopefully that's sooner rather than later, but. I know, I know, I know. But yeah, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. You guys are awesome. This, uh, shout out to this podcast. You know, it's funny, like media people, we don't really get, we're not really asked much about ourselves. And so it feels a little bit weird, but this was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, not, no doubt, no doubt. We loved having you and uh, we, we hopefully will have you on again. Friend of the pod, Dacia Smith. <laughs> Anytime, anytime. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. We'll be back with our next episode soon. And thanks again to Deja Smith for joining us. Thank you.